I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And welcome to the Square Circle podcast with me, Charlie Driscoll, and me dad, Mickey Driscoll. Say hello, dad. How we doing, everyone? You all right? How you doing? You sweet? I'm sweet, isn't it? It's good, good. Um, apologies, everyone, for a bit of a delay. Obviously, we were meant to have one go out Tuesday, Wednesday, midweek. Um, just had a bit of an audio, as you know, obviously, just getting used to this stuff. Not much of a whiz on it, but we will get there. We will get there. So... Later on, earlier on last week, I asked for, on social media, I asked a little question and I want to say thank you to everybody who got back to me. We had loads of really good responses. Uh, it was the best middleweight, the best trilogy, and also the best, uh, oh, the most flamboyant. That was it, wasn't it? So we had loads of people come back to us with all variety of answers. Um, but what I've done today is I've took the overall... I've took the overall out of everyone, the the most voted, the top three. Uh, and what I'm going to do just quickly, I want to give a shout out to the first 10 people that uh, got back to us on the social media. Obviously, like I said, I can't fit everybody. And we did have a lot of people get back to us with some wicked responses. And thank you to everyone. But the first 10 people just want to shout, uh, just want to shout out, which was Tom Pageant, Davis Pagan, Dean Burrell, all the way out in New York. Billy Blunden, Dan Davis, Ruth Raper, Josh Olden, Paul from Fight for Change and Liam Halloway. So thank you to them lot who got back to us first and thank you to everybody else who did get back to us. Um, Dad, so we're going to go on to the middleweights first and I'm going to let you know the three that came up with the highest, with the overall most votes. So the first was middleweight. So the top three was Marvin Agler, Carlos Monzon, and Sugar Ray Robinson. Um, if you can, Dad, just give me a little breakdown. Either, like, you know what I mean, either way, we'll start off with Agler because I know you're an Agler fan, and uh, a bit of destruction destroy. That was you. I know you like that. So go with Agler first, and then just give us a little summary, Dad, of each little one for people who don't know the boxing and people who do know. Just give us a little, a little bit of something, and I've got some facts here as well on them. All right. Well, you're the man with the facts. I'll just, I'll just say it how it is. I remember. Um, for me, like I say, out, out, out of the three of them, I'd have to say Robinson's the best for what Robinson did. Um, what Robinson did as a fighter, you know, fighting two, three times a month. Um, I know you're going to come back with it, with, it, with his with his record in a minute. You know, if he was unbeaten his first eighty fights or, or something like that, he had over two hundred bats. Went all around the world, run out of opponents in America, went all around the world, Australia, all around Europe, boxing left, right and centre. Uh, you're talking about trilogies, which don't really happen very often. He was boxing people four and five times at a go. Tony Zell, Graziano, um, them sort of people. Jake Lamar. Um, and Lamar, yeah. And um, just for me, he's an, such an all-round athlete. He's such an all-round boxer. He was brilliant. He was a brilliant, you know, he was a good-looking fella. He was very big in Ireland. He owned a couple of shops and bars and stuff like in Ireland. Um yeah, a real, real that that that, that sort of day. They weren't really. It was talking about flamboyant boxers. He, he just had everything. You know, well, he, box, he? He, he went up to like heavy. He, he boxed Pender for the for the um, for the uh, for the world title, and it was the heat realistically in the fifteenth round. Or he retired on his stool in the fifteenth round because basic heat exhaustion. He wasn't beaten necessarily by the boxer, you know, and he was winning the fight hands down. 
But to win a world, you know, to win, defend the title and win it five times is phenomenal. Um, and like I say, he, he, he boxed, he boxed the best. He wasn't, he didn't duck and dive anybody. Um, do you want to give any facts about uh, Robinson before I go on to someone else? Got a few, yeah. Well, just like I said, a, a lot of people don't know about Sugar Ray Robinson. That he's not, that's not his name, Ray Robinson. His real name is Walker Smith Jr. He went into the gym as a kid. Uh, and as you know, amateur coaches or anyone, or anyone, you go to shows as a spare. And he went there as a spare. And they said, listen, kid, do you want to fight tonight? He went, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. So he said, right, here you go. Picked out a few cards. He went, right, tonight you're going to fight, mate, under uh, Ray Robinson. He came out, stopped the boy in the first round, and they said his his uh, style was sweet like sugar, and that was it. He came from there, Sugar Ray Robinson. So he kept that name, and he moved on from there. Burt Sugar, as well, everyone knows in the famous hat and the big cigar. He uh, released a hundred greatest fighters, like a big massive book in the boxing world in two thousand and two, and he ranked him number one. And he said in it, quoted. If I could rank him from one to ten, I'd rank him one, two, three, four. He said I'd give all ten spots to him, hands that without like the best in the world. Uh, he had two hundred fights, one hundred and seventy-three as a pro. This is lost nineteen, drew six, and two no contests. Like you said, he was five-time middleweight world champion. He toured Europe. He had, I'm sure, he had a record of like one hundred and twenty something as an amateur. Did not lose one. Uh, and just, believe, uh, just, and they invented the pan for pan boxing because of him. So yeah, Sugar Ray Robinson van just absolute. I think just head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, Dad, listen, we're gonna move on to the Argentinian man, Carlos Monzon. Well, Carlos Monzon was an absolute. I say they say animal. He was just absolutely ferocious. He had, he had, he had, he had unbelievable. It was relentless, unbelievable work rate. And his power was something else. Um, and when we're going back in the day, I, I, we're talking about fights and so forth. I would have loved to have seen, you know, he wasn't far from it. I'd love to have seen a fight with him and Agler. You know, Agler was just, just a little bit behind him. Um, yeah. I mean, he was champion for seven years. He made 14 defences. Um, and like I say, he didn't duck anybody. He boxed everybody. 80, 87 87 wins, three losses and nine nine draws. Or not, was it nine defeats? Yeah, nine no, defeats. Nine, no, only three, only three losses and nine draws. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah which was losses. Early in his career. Um, again, it's, it's one of them things, you know, we're going to put things a bit later, but you know, you've got these fighters that are taken too early from us. I mean, uh, while, we're, while we're on the subject, you, you know, you know um, the, the, another guy that I'd like to bring up, or not, not in the three, but I'd like to bring up, is Marcel Sedan. Marcel Sedan was about time, for, just a little bit before um, uh, Robinson. He died in a plane crash. Now, he, he had 114 bats. He won 110. He drew... He, he got disqualified twice. He lost four. And he got disqualified twice out of the losses. So, oh, really, he only lost two bats. Of them were European uh, title fights. So... I mean, he was another phenomenal fighter that got was was gone before his time, you know. Um, but yeah, Carlos Monzon, uh, phenomenal fighter, you Bloody know, fire. stands out. Yeah, mustard, mustard, and he obviously, like I said, he got quite a lot of people come back with Carlos Monzon. Uh, he always, I think, he was second longest reigning middleweight. I think of Agler was top, but I think he had it for seven and a half years, something like that. But yeah, amazing, amazing um, middleweight there, brilliant world champion, and like you said, great. We're going to move on finally now, Dad, to uh, I know one of your favourites. Like I said earlier, Destruct and Destroy, marvellous Marvin Agler. Um, what do you think? Let us know. 
for me, growing up as a kid in the 80s, he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, now, you know, the full story of him, you know, he, he lost two bats early on in his career that he could both went back and avenged. And he, you've got the situation where you've got a phenomenal uh, black fighter in America who's, who's beating everybody. And basically, they just sort of squeezed him out of the title because I, I do believe he had to get a Senate or something like that. It got raised at the Senate, his local local like MP thing, to... Um, to, to, to petition for him to fight for the world title because he was just being black, just being left out, not not, not you know not not challenged. He's ended up challenging um, Vito Anfermo, um in in um, in Vegas for the title, and clearly won the bat on on most boxing people's scorecard. But they give a draw now, obviously because the guy's champion, he keeps the title. And uh, he came back. He then got beat by Minter uh, and Fermo did, and Minter then boxed Agler in uh, England and. Agler took all them years of frustration, not being a golden boy, working his way up, um, all the way from that. And he, he, he brought that out and he worked he worked me in the in three rounds, absolutely blasted him away. And unfortunately, the British pub the British public decided to, they didn't agree with it with the stoppage and blah blah or whatever, and they decided to throw the ring with bottles and everything they were gonna do. And Agler never ever returned to England, never boxed again. He boxed Damn. Tony Simpson. Um yeah, that's a shame. And I was just saying, what a shame! What an unbelievable fighter to be saying. He boxed Simpson in in uh, in America, um, and um, that, yeah, he'd never come to England again because of the way that he was treated. And I do believe he's the only world champion ever not to actually get his belt put round his waist, handed to him in the ring when he's won. And I do believe that, you know, and he was absolutely mortified. The fact that, you know, he lived his life to be world champion and then he had it taken away from him. Right. But like I say, he absolutely, he absolutely destroyed the middleweight division for like nearly 10 years. You know, um, anybody that came up to him, Amsho, anybody. Um, I mean, the standouts for me has got to be, it's got to be, he had a poor performance against Duran. Duran goes out and boxes um, against Earns and it's probably one of the best knockouts I've ever seen. Tommy um, Earns, yeah. Earns takes him out in two rounds, puts him on his face. So when Earns went into the bout against Agler, at the time, everybody, everybody that I knew was screaming and shouting for Earns. Earns is going to bang him out because one thing for Agler's there to be it. And he just went out and put it on him and didn't let him move. Didn't let him move. And... Uh, Oh, what a performance. What a phenomenal performance. That is three <laughs> explosive rounds, that is, isn't it? Exactly. That This is non-stop action. When, you know, I love it. And, and I can watch it on YouTube all, all day long. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, bit of a, bit, a, bit, of a, bit of a shame how he, how he ended. Um, he sort of got drawn into a bit of a, a you know a grudge with, with, with Leonard. Leonard sort of played games with him. And when they did box, you know, yeah, it was a close bout. I think I, I think definitely Agler won, but then I'm going to say that because I'm an Agler supporter, so I'm being honest here. Um, but Leonard got the decision and he was so bitter from the defeat that he uh, never boxed again. He left America, went out to Italy, and I believe he's a movie star in Italy now. Um, I don't know if he's, t- he's talking to Leonard or not talking to Leonard, but um, yeah, a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal fighter. Yeah. And good for me about him, I liked about him, you're talking about these flamboyant fighters in a minute that had natural skill and natural ability. I don't. I'm not saying he had, I don't think he was naturally great. He grafted for everything. You, you know, when you watch these videos now of, of Floyd Mayo and these people building up to the camps, he was brilliant. He was just absolutely so dedicated, so switched on. You know, he was so focused. Yeah. He stuck with the same trainers the whole of his career. The Petronoli brothers. Uh, he stuck with them for the whole of his career. Um, 
Yeah, he's an honest fighter. Yeah, no, he was he was amazing. Uh, Marvin Nagel, like he said, he could switch southpaw orthodox. He broke people down mentally, physically. He cut the ring off. Beautiful, like, short to mid-range boxing. Anyone who's going to watch someone up close and how you work someone out. He didn't let a jab. I mean, he got in, he worked, he worked. If you're a beautiful yeah. jab. Uh, and he was, like I said, he, like I said, he was a work. He wasn't a natural slip-slip like Roy Jones and them sort of people. But yeah. he was a grafter and he broke you down mentally and physically. And he was, that's why he's in a conversation and he done his job. Just, he didn't do it. Do you know what I mean? He just done the basics so well uh, that it ended up breaking people. Um, I think it's worth mentioning, Charles, where we're, before we go on to, to, to the next subject or something, um, I know there's lots of middleweights and everybody deserves a shout yeah, and everyone's going to have their opinion. Thoughts, I know. But I think we, being English as well, British as well, I think we need to mention Joe Calzaghi. Um, you know, the fact that what he had done, was it 49 fights unbeaten? 46, I think um, it was, yeah, 46. I know. Being Roy Jones Jr., being Bernard Hopkins, fair enough, they might have been towards the end of their career, but that, you've still got to turn up and, and put the performance in. So, you know, to, to, for him, it, it needs to be mentioned something about him as well, you know, what a phenomenal he was, as well as I know we're going to come up, Frotch, blah, 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 and the other great fighters. Um, but, yeah. There's loads of there it, Like you said, there is absolutely loads. We could talk about it for days and just middleweights. We could talk about just middleweights for ages. I know me and you could back and forth nonstop, Dad. But these are the top three that we've come through on on the social media. So that's what we're going to go for. But it is a fantastic, fantastic like, weight division, like you've just said. All the way back from Sugar yeah. Ray Robinson to people like Golovkin. Well, I think he was a start off as a middleweight winner, and all them have even been recently, yeah. not long yeah. ago. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, Canelo, middleweight, all them at a minute. There's loads, but what an unbelievable division! And these are the three that we've gone for. Um, so there are there are middleweights. Uh, we're going to go for trilogies yeah. now, Dad. Just um, so the top three yeah. that have come back. Like I said, I have every all the votes overall. Um, there was a couple random ones out there, but these are the top three that was. Just they bombarded. Everybody came through with these ones. So uh, the first one was Ali Fraser. The second one, this is no order. This is just in thingies. And the next one was Gatty Ward. Uh, and the last one was Morales and Barrera. Uh, like I said, all of them amazing, amazing trilogies. All great, great fighters. If you ever want to watch any of them, anyone listening, I'm telling you, stick them on action from the very beginning. Great, great fights. Dad, listen, just quickly, Ali Fraser, we'll start off there. Let's go. Well, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable the way, what they brought to the game, the pair of them, both both unbeaten. I think they're both Olympians. Um, but when they first boxed in Madison Square Gardens, Ali had been stripped of his title for not going to Vietnam and so forth and the, and the politics involved in America, in America and stuff like that. Um, Fraser had come through, won the title, and defending it against Fraser, against Ali, you know, in um in Madison Square Gardens, and beat him fair and square, dropped him on his ass, um, and won the bat. The, the next two bats were phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. The thriller in Manila, and then the last one when uh when Fraser got stopped in the the fourteenth in the break between the fifteenth round because his head was just so swollen up and so forth. They, listen, you know. Them bats had everything. They had skill. They had, you know, the the good guy, the bad guy, the boxer against the fighter, so forth. Everything you could think of, if, we, if we're being honest here, in a fight, they had, they, had, they had all of it, you know. And and 
great, great respect for each other. Um, probably not at the time, but towards the end when I got there. It, 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 just a quick one, Joe. I'm going to mention as well Ken Norton because Ken Norton also boxed Ali, Ali three times and had three phenomenal fights with him. Um, and he did the same as Fraser. He beat Ali on the first fight. Ali uh, got his jaw broke in the first round and went 15 rounds with a broken jaw. You know, these, that's, that's unbelievable. Asshole, you know, unbelievable. That's, that's unbelievable. But he came back and beat Norton the next two times. But I do think people just, I mean, Fry Ali phrases are massive, but I think Ken Norton's worth a shout there. But um, yeah, yeah. Who, who do you want to go next? Uh, so what we'll, we'll go next, but just quickly, Ali Fraser, I just want to put my bit in there as well. Like I said, first, maybe not as, I'm obviously it's a little bit, past my age and I mean it's a bit of an older one but anybody no matter what age you are I don't think you can sort of say ah it's not really it's like you've said you've got a beautiful boxer of an unbelievable jab and head movement and then you've got an hard you've got an hard little in tight but big over big looping left hook that Frazier left hook that was just famous especially that famous yeah. shot when he puts him down um, and yeah. like you said the grudge between them the just they had so much there's personalities, do you know what I mean? They was just electric to be around. Yeah. I imagine the weigh-ins, everything, my building up to it must have been amazing. They hated each other. Two Olympians, like so they're absolute class. They're not we're coming up against two, like, oh, one's decent. Absolute got like class. And yeah, I think it lived up, like I said. And for people back then when boxing was probably everyday TV and it was so, so big, it must have been it must yeah. have been absolutely amazing to be a part of. And that what a trilogy. Uh, like I said, I think it'll be forever known. So that's why why we mention it. Next one, I will move on to, Dad. A um, little bit different here. We're not going to go boxer and a fighter. We're going to go two fighters, toe-to-toe, hated each other from the same country, Morales and Barrera, uh, both Mexicans, just quickly. So obviously, Morales Mor- won the first one and was WBC world champion. Uh, Barrera won the second and took the title off him. And then... Barrera won the third, but the second one was a very close fight. Um, the third one, Barrera, I believe, won it quite well. But um, just two fighters, Dad, just what you got to say on it. Well, I really, really, I mean, Morales is a great fighter, but Barrera's phenomenal. We know he's in his back with, with um, Nazim and stuff like that. The way the game plan that he got um, was, was, was brilliant. Um, but yeah, listen, they're two, they're two local fighters. Everyone talks about fighting a Mexican. You know, you, you go on a punch bag and you go, well, go Mexican and, and, and you go steaming in. Everyone loves the Mexicans. We all know how tough and, 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 and robust they are and so forth. Um, but yeah, listen, the two local fighters. And like you said, Chad, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Two brilliant and, bats. Absolutely outstanding. And like bats. you said, with them as well, like I said, they had such a grudge where I think they was from opposite, where they was from like different places, different mm-hmm. little villages. They had such... One was yeah. up and coming. One was already a world stab, world like world class established champion in Morales. Both had like bottle like you've never seen it before. And when it came down to it, they'd stand there with a berserker. Do you know what I mean? They would stand and fight anything, yeah. which was. But let's be clear. Let's just be clear on this as well, because you're going to go on about the gatty bat and ward bat, which was out and out blood and guts. These two were phenomenal yeah. talents as well. They're very good punchers. They're technically, brilliant. Yeah. Technically, like I said, they're very, very good. But they had the arsehole as well. Yeah. So they, they had the blood and guts as well as the technical yeah, side. Yeah, like of it I as said, well. and it, don't forget that we're going to go on to get able, but there was 10 randers, no world titles. We're talking all the belts here, pound for pound status, yeah. big names. They're putting everyone away and then they come up, don't dodge each other and say, right, we'll go for it. And that adds, the, I think every single time they finished, I think, 
like the 12th round, everyone was standing on their feet applauding it. And like you've said, one's yeah. got a beautiful jab, slip, counter, right hand over the top. They're cutting the ring off. They're in close. They're long. They know when to hold on tight. They know when to push. They know when someone wants a little breather, you're not going to get one. And they do it back to each other. And like I said, I just think they pushed each other in every sense, like physically and even technically, they done it, which... For like for yeah. me is probably from, and I remember saying that as well, uh, years ago when I was boxing junior. I think it must have been junior ABA sort of way, and we went down Sugar Rays. I, th- I think it was Sugar Rays. It might have been Box Fit. I don't know. I think it was Sugar Rays. And uh, I got I, I kept begging, kept doing your head in, saying, "Please, Dad, get me the Morales uh, DVD because they used to have like all of his fights on there." And I never forget watching that, sitting in bed watching the trilogies of these two, and thinking, "God, how do they do it?" Come out for the ten and they're bouncing on mm. their feet and you think oh he's just been nearly put out a minute ago but um, yeah love, I love I love uh, Morales growing up and all brilliant but uh, maybe why I'm a bit biased to this trilogy because I I do love it um, like I said the last one we're going to move on though to uh, Walden Gatty absolutely phenomenal one, voted one of the best I think it was the ninth round the first fight voted one of the best ever uh, if you ain't a boxing fan or you are, you are a boxing fan Wherever you are, I'm telling you, it's worth watching their first fight, second fight and third fight if you've got time. But tune in for that. Uh, what an unbelievable trilogy that was, Dave, as well. Yeah. Uh, do you know what's good about it? You, we, we look at these big bats. You've got Ali Fraser and so forth. And oh, that's the big fights we're looking forward to. I don't think anybody was realistically expecting the bats that they've got you know, when they've come out. Like you said, there was a small or 10-round bats and all of a sudden, small, uh, smaller than a big, big, massive, big Caesars Palace, Las Vegas, blah, blah, Bill, has come to light and all of a sudden it's an internet sensation, some social media sensation because they went out there and, well, you know, it's technically, technically it's not a great fight, but the, the spirit they show for boxers and being warriors yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And respect they get from each other, you know, and to do it three times is, is you know, you've got to be damage. They put themselves through damage. They walk through walls. And then yeah. to go, yeah, we'll put the gloves on and do it two more times. That's, you know what I mean? It just took volumes about their people. Yeah. And like you're just saying there, Dad, a walls three, four years before then, was fighting on two Bob shows. I think his record was like 30. He'd lost nine or he'd had something like that. He hadn't done too great. He weren't far off packing it in. He came back, had a bit of a run uh, and won a world title over in England, I believe it was, uh, against Nuri Irishman or something like that. Uh, And then went on to... Then went on to get Ward, but it was Gatty was the odd favourite, was a bit of a bigger name, but Ward wasn't a massive name, and yeah. together they just made like absolute history, I think. Child, that that ninth round is is unbelievable. You know, um watching it, watching it, watching it back, you're just standing there thinking, This this is unbelievable. The spirit these two guys have got, the the stick that he takes now he oh, comes back. He gets you know, on top, um, then he gets on top, you think, hold on a minute, this is something down like yeah. a yo-yo, but like you said, if you don't, yeah. especially as a boxing, like someone who loves it, even if you're not, how it doesn't, it gives me like goosebumps sort of thing when I watch it. And I think, oh, your hair stand up and you think, how are they doing this? And then they come back out, touch gloves and go again. And you think, oh, they say you just got to react to them. But yeah. that's another, and I can see why it came in. Probably one of the most voted, I'll be honest with you, Dad, that came in. There's a lot that came in, but this was probably the one that stood out. Oh. Um, 
So a bit of shock for me. I'm not going to lie to you. A shock for me. I've just got another two. I'm just going to throw in there quick. We can talk about them another time. I'm only going to pass over them because I know we haven't got a lot of time. But Evander Holyfield, Riddick Bowe. That's, I mean, back in the day, they were two big, big fights. But the biggest one for me is Duran and Leonard. I mean, fair enough, the, 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 the latter fights, the second and third fights weren't that great. Um, well, the second fight was phenomenal. But, I mean, the first fight is probably one of the best fights I've ever seen. 15 rounds, Montreal, you know, uh, Leonard going there it's unbeaten. The Olympic champion. had just done 10 years as champion as a lightweight, gone up to light welter. And what a fight. Leonard had said, listen, yeah, I can box, I can do this. I'm going to stand toe-to-toe and I'm going to have it with yeah. him. And he did. And it's that, again, that's, you know, the ward gay, them type of like this, but this is, they've got a bit of class, that little bit of skill, that little bit of more defence. What yeah, a phenomenal that. fight. And then six months after the fight, Leonard gets him in, gets him in um, New Orleans, and oh my God, you know you've got actually Apollo Creed. He's doing Apollo Creed, doing the windmill with his arm, pinning with a jab, and completely broke Duran down. And in, no mess, no mess, no more, no more. Like, I'm just performances ever. ever. Yeah, I'm just shocked a little bit that wasn't part of the three. Like I said, like, yeah. it's just what people have come back with, Dad. But. Like, like I said, me and you could talk. Oh, it's worth a shout. Of course, like I said, me and you, Dad, trilogies, there's so many. It's unfortunate we haven't had them out. There's so many yeah. more. There's so many more. People are probably listening, thinking, what about this one? What about that one? But these are just what we've come back yeah. with. But there is some phenomenal trilogies out, trilogies out there. Um, but like yeah, I said, yeah, that was worth a mention. Give them a shout. I'm going to move on, Dad, uh, to the most flamboyant. Yeah. You, can you hear me, yeah? Yeah. Sweet, sweet, no way. Yeah, so, um, we, ca- I'm not going to lie, about 99% came back with the exact same answer. I got two answers, and that was it. Yeah. And out of our, however many that came back, overwhelmingly, every single person in capital letters came back with Prince Nazim. We also had one shout out for Eubank yeah. Senior. Um, but let's call as it, as it was the, uh, Oh, yeah, you see him yesterday, didn't you? As it was. Uh, as it was the overwhelming, yeah. the biggest one, Prince Nazim. Um, yeah, you you have a little chat, Dad. Well, Prince Nazim, um, I didn't really know him as an amateur. I've never heard of him. I don't know what he did. I think I think he went over early. I don't think he had a senior bat. I think he went over early with the Ingles. Um, I boxed on his debut in the GMEX Centre in Manchester. Um, I boxed Alan Hall from Darlington. Um, and... Um, <laughs> young kid coming to the ring in a, in a leopard skin skirt and doing a backflip over the top rope. That's not going to draw attention. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, I remember the times when he was boxing that coming to the ring on a on a on a magic carpet and so forth and stuff like that. Actually, boxing wise, he could lean over on, on one foot, be over his foot or laying back and, and knock people out. I've never ever in my life ever at that weight ever. I can't explain how we did it because you're looking at a base and you're saying to a fighter, hold your feet, bend your legs, get your power from here. That guy's phenomenal power that he had in him was un- he was one of a kind, unbelievable. Like I've said, to you, he could he could lean backwards doing the, doing a, doing a limbo, you know, and knock somebody out with a left hook or uppercut. He leans on one foot, throws a screw shot, and knocks a geezer out. You think, hold on a minute. Yeah. If you actually watch, I mean, sometimes I think on YouTube or some of they'll have clips of him and they do a little speed thing. And rather than just watching one fight, you can see numerous fights where he knocks people out. 
nine times out of ten, he, he never throws a straight shot. It's, it's, it's like I say, left hook, left uppercut on one foot on his back foot. Brilliant, like you say. But for flamboyance, yeah, listen, he had it all. Um, I know you want to throw one in there, Char, uh, but who are you going to throw in for your most flamboyant? Uh, probably the same you was going to say. I would have said Hector Camacho. Well, if you go on YouTube and you just type in Hector Camacho and finish, and they, they do oh, a thing, like I've just yeah, said, same as you've got with, like you've got with right? They do all these, him going to the ring, he's going as a soldier for all the soldiers that are fighting in Afghanistan. He goes out just as, he goes, he was unbelievable. For me personally, he was the one because he was unbelievable. He was just so ahead of his time. The shorts, there was a Roman and, you know, unbelievable. I mean, Oscar, I see him for Oscar Deloitte the other day, come to the ring and like, like I was a, Long macho man, you know, unbelievable. Um, the big gold yeah. macho, you know. He, he was, you know, and like I say, he he put his money where his mouth was because because he, he he was like Naz. He he had a phenomenal winning ratio. And he lost about three or four five. Well, you've, you've, you've got to, if you uh, want to if you want to be like that and be that flamboyant character. Listen, there's people that do it, but they go missing. Like listen, great yeah. Adrian Broner, yeah. what an unbelievable talent, unbelievable talent. So gives it large, does it? But Lost. He's been beat by yeah. the Maidana, um, Aki Garcia. He's been done by loads. Of, and you think, mate, how much better Pacquiao? I think he's beat him, didn't he? He could have been done. How much better he could have done? But you got you. you that's why he doesn't get talked about because people like Naz done it. He backed it up. He was unbelievable. Like he absolutely people, backed it up. People, people like Naz like Camacho. They had one thing, Char. One thing. A phenomenal belief in themselves yeah. and confidence. A phenomenal confidence. I've got to mention it while we're on it as well. We can't we can't say this without Mayweather. You got to go, Money Mayweather. I don't think he's as big as the other two. Um, big is he's the biggest fighter in the world and financially. But I mean, I don't think he was as flamboyant as them. I mean, you know, he's going to the ring with with, with um fifty uh, million in the song. You know what I'm saying? You can't. I've got one one rare one, a British one to throw in there, Charlie. You, you you might have forgotten about, but. I'm going to throw it in there anyway. Prince Patel. Lukeman Patel. Um, for me, uh, in the amateurs, I remember when he was at Repton, um, he'd been a few clubs, and Dale Youth and that as well. Um, he's, he had like a five bats with Charlie Edwards, and I remember him um, beating Charlie at your call. Um, and I'm not sure of that, that fight, but he's, he's of an Indian origin, so he's got jet black hair, and he dyed it bleach blonde. And he had long hair to take the, the, the mickey out of um, um, Charlie Edwards. Um, but, I mean, he was boxing. I remember him boxing Charlie, and, and it, sometimes he was good, sometimes he was bad. But he was always flash. He was always halfway through the fight tapping his feet, like bringing his legs up and tapping his, his boots with his, with his hands and stuff like that. Unbelievable. Um, and I know he's brought that into the pro world um, in the same context, uh, you know, flash years. Yeah, no, great fella. They had some, I remember watching some of them. I think Charlie beat him about three or four times didn't he but that one time when he did put on an people, I'm yeah, sure yeah. the time he did beat yeah. him was when you're on a bat in York Hall as well obviously great great venue for it in York Hall when he uh, put on an unbelievable show yeah. didn't he I do remember that but uh, yeah now as I said yeah. we've had some some yeah. phenomenal fighters there we've had a shout out to and just want to say as well cheers dad for that and thanks to everybody who came back with we obviously we put out there just just for some questions and some bits and bobs just to talk boxing just to talk wherever it's going to be uh, I will do another put on social media again another three questions that me and me and Super Mick can have a chat about we'll uh, discuss and break it down 
we can have a, like I said, if you, anybody's got questions, anybody's got a question or a shout out for us, for the podcast, anything boxing, you want us to have a breakdown of a fight, some one fight and you want to see how we see it, uh, just if get at us at social. So like me, Charlie Driscoll, obviously if you've got me on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook or anything, or my dad, Mickey Driscoll, Mick, if you've got him on Facebook, Instagram, just get at us, just give us a message and say, listen, Mick, we'd love to see you and Charlie break down this fight or shout out to so-and-so club, whatever it's going to be. Uh, it'd be much appreciated. And just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening. We've had a lot of support from loads of people. I have, I know I have, I know you have, Dad. I've had a few people saying, when's the next one, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to have, uh, we're going to have next week, I'm sure we've got Lee Eaton, who is, who runs a lot of shows for MTK and Sky Sports now. So we're going to get him on here. Uh, and we've got another few guests coming up, which will be good and they will get better and better. Don't worry. Uh, just want to say thanks to uh, want to say thanks to Sam and Lils, uh, the bowling boys who helped me get this set up as well. They do a podcast about West Ham football. So if you're a West Ham fan, get yourself listening to that. No quality. But um, everyone, just one person I just want to take away, if you can, today, uh, the one person, if you just have a little YouTube, you have a little thing, just one person, one fight we're going to go away with today. A personal favourite of mine, Dad, I know you think he's quality, uh, Pernell Whitaker. Unbelievable fight. Unbelievable fighter. If you can get on YouTube, someone have a little breakdown. Unbelievable defensive. 1984 Olympic gold medalist, Pernell Whitaker. I'll just leave you with that one today. Um, Dads, just want to say thanks. Love that. And thank you, everybody. No worries.